Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, SFF Yeah listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future. Our new bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Sharifa Williams, recording on August 13th, and we're going to talk about some favorite animal characters of science fiction and fantasy. But before I get started, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor, which is Libro FM. So Libro FM lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro FM, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. If you're already if you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from the people who know audiobooks best, local booksellers. Listeners of this podcast can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month. Go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter B-R-3. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. All right, let's get started talking about animals of science fiction and fantasy. So in the most recent episode of SFF Yeah, we were talking about some non-human narrators, and we briefly discussed the phenomenon of jumping to animals as non-human narrators versus, for instance, aliens or houses or whatever. And I mentioned that I had initially planned on discussing Kyra Jane Buxton's debut novel about the zombie apocalypse, Hollow Kingdom, which is narrated by a crow who takes his fellow domesticated creature, a hound dog, on a mission to rescue his human. And because I was so delighted by that book and the numerous animal characters it features, I got to thinking about some of my favorite animals of science fiction and fantasy. Now, these aren't necessarily narrators of the story. They may even be side characters, or they may show up for a blip of time to serve a function. But anytime an animal comes into the picture while I'm reading a book, I find myself that much more interesting, uh, that much more interested. And humans have such an interesting relationship with animals and vice versa. And when you put them into science fictional and fantasy worlds, anything can happen, right? Maybe they talk, maybe they're not made of organic materials, maybe they follow humans into the bowels of surreal worlds populated by lost souls, as in the case of Half-World by Hiromi Goto. Half-World is this YA fantasy novel. It follows a young girl, Melanie Tamaki, as she ventures into this sort of freaky underworld in search of her mother. 
And Melanie has an an animal, sort of animal companion in the form of Jade Rat. And Jade Rat functions as a kind of foil to Melanie, who's had a rough childhood and comes from an unstable home where Melanie's circumstances have encouraged a sort of defeatist attitude about her abilities and her willingness to test herself. Jade Rat stays the course and pushes the girl to try. Jade Rat is probably the most no-nonsense, shape-shifting, enchanted jewelry you have ever met. And Melanie was a lot to take sometimes in the story, so I appreciated Jade Rat's presence. It was kind of grounding, I guess. I mean, some of the girls' experiences in this nightmare landscape that is half-world and some of the things she actually has to do to persevere are really gruesome. So you can't blame Melanie necessarily for approaching her quest with fear in her heart. And I think everyone needs a jade rat sometimes when they're going through trials and when they don't believe in themselves. Uh, That is sort of the purpose jade rat served. So in Hiromi Goto's Half World, we find this animal companion who's basically working to make sure our hero reaches the finish line. But sometimes animals are used to show compassion in a character, as in Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. YT is my favorite character in this science fiction novel about a computer virus that hacks people's software, otherwise known as their brains, with the really terrible consequences that promise a global effect. And in this world where the U.S. is divided by corporations, mob bosses, and the like, YT is this really fierce, really street-smart young woman who presents herself as tough. And no wonder, in this future America, it's not safe. Nothing is safe. It's no place you want to show any sort of weakness. But there's a scene where we briefly encounter these creatures called rat things. And rat things immediately brought to mind dogs. And that makes sense because these are hybrids of dogs and rats. But it brought to mind the kind of dogs that look real tough and terrible, but show you looks can be deceiving. These are genetically engineered creatures. They're designed to serve a specific purpose. But in Snow Crash, the purpose they serve is to similarly show us YT's softer side. So I cared about rat things and YT all the more after their scene together, brief as it was. I am also someone who watches hours of doggo lingo Instagram videos. I love the minds of dogs or what we think of as the minds of dogs. So there you go. So while the rat things in Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash didn't speak per se, we often get creatures like Jade Rat who are very vocal, which brings me to quite possibly, very likely, my favorite animal companions of fantasy so far, Moggett and the disreputable dog from Garth Nix's Abhorson or Old Kingdom series, depending on where you are. So Moggett is the companion of Sabriel, who we meet in the first book of the series, which is also called Sabriel. Moggett's a cat. He is the cattiest cat. He's a member of Sabriel's family in a way, and he participates in Sabriel's adventure to fight necromancy in place of her fallen father. I love Moggett because he's so cranky and such a big character, and because he's got those anti-hero characteristics I enjoy so much. I also feel like if my cat could talk, she would be a lot like Moggett, so maybe there's something there. 
And then we've got the disreputable dog companion to Lirael, who we meet in the second book of the series, Lirael. So the disreputable dog, which is a thing I have a really hard time saying out loud, disreputable, is as much the essence of dog as Mogget is the essence of cat. The GD is loyal, kind, and a protector of solitary Lirael, who feels like an outcast and like a false daughter of the Clare when she reaches this age where the powers of clairvoyance should show up and nothing happens. Lirael finds a home in the giant, magnificent Clare Library, which I fantasize about all the time, but which also happens to be an occasionally dangerous place. Like, they have whistles for a reason, these librarians. She gets into some trouble there, uh, but she also ends up undertaking a mission in much the same way Sabriel had to, uh, just as she was kind of coming of age, growing up into adulthood. And it becomes this mission of self-discovery as well as this heroic quest. And if I had to do such a thing, I would definitely want the disreputable dog on my side, helping me see what I might have missed and encouraging me and kind of giving me, like Jade Rat did, some belief in myself. So speaking of dogs and moving out of Garth Nix's old kingdom world and series, let's talk about the traditional, the trope of a boy and his dog. The boy and his dog story, except this one is set in a future world where time travel exists. In Charles Yu's How to Live Safely in a Science Fictional Universe, Charles Yu, the character, gets himself into a pickle and into a time machine in search of closure about his relationship with his father and himself. And the story is this really delightful comedy science fiction romp written around a time travel manual. It's really funny. It's got some bittersweet moments. Um, very heartfelt, very meta, as you might have imagined from the fact that Charles Yu, the author, puts himself into the story as the main character going through these things. It's also really experimental in form. And it features Ed, who's described as a non-existent but ontologically valid dog. Ed provides some comedy relief and is just the cutest non-existent fictional dog and time travel companion. I don't know what more you need to know. So I think if you enjoy stories about dogs in space and super meta sci-fi, definitely give Charles Hughes How to Live Safely in a Science Fictional Universe a look. I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. I also wanted to give a shout out to the cats in Marjorie Lou's Monstrous. Uh, this isn't this is, book is not as old. This uh, graphic novel is not as old, uh, but I had to say something about the cats because, as you might have guessed by now, I really love cats. And these cats live in the Art Deco steampunk world of the story about a teenage girl who's psychically linked with a monster. And cats may not be your ideal helpers. I think we have learned from this episode where we're kind of contrasting um, not on purpose dogs with cats in these science fiction and fantasy books. Cats are definitely coming out as the crankiest of the characters in the SFF world, but you know, I love them anyway. And these cats, the monstrous cats can even be poets or necromancers. So how cool is that? 
So that brings us to the end of our conversation about animal characters of science fiction and fantasy. Thanks so much for listening. You can email us as usual at sffbia at bookwright.com. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at sssignofwilliams.com. Happy reading.